Amen. Go ahead and give that to the Lord tonight. He's worthy of it. Amen. Amen. The old song said, I'm just glad to be in God's service one more time. He didn't have to let me live, but I'm so glad to be in God's service one more time. Amen. Do I got a witness out there tonight? Amen. You, you shouldn't be here. Amen. But God, amen, allowed it. And so I'm going to give him my very best tonight. Amen. There's nothing like serving God. Amen. God don't want some of you. He wants all of you. The Bible doesn't say he inhabits some of your praise, but the Bible says he inhabits all your praise. Amen. Your praise is not an option, but it's a command. Amen. That's why the Bible said, amen, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Amen. Praise is not something that I do just when I come to church. Praise is who I am. It's what I do. Amen. I preached the other night, amen, extravagant praise. You were created, amen, to praise God. Now, whether you do it or not, that's your own, amen, business. But regardless, me and you were created to praise God. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. I hope you come to have some church here tonight. I know it's, amen, Wednesday night and spring break, amen, but God don't take a break. Amen. I'm glad God's here tonight. Amen. If you have your Bible, turn with me to Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. And as you're turning there, I give honor to the shepherd of the house, Brother Sharp and his family. Love and appreciate them. Brother Sister Foster, appreciate them. Amen. For their service here at Christian Temple. Are you glad to be in God's house tonight? Amen. I know you are because if you wasn't, you wouldn't be here. Amen. Exodus chapter 3 and verse 1 says, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, uh, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame and a fire and out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not hither or here, but put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest, is holy ground. Amen. Verse 9 says, And now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egypt, Egyptians oppress them. Come now thereof, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. Amen. I want to preach a little bit tonight on you're not ordinary. You're not ordinary. You're not some Johnny come lately. Amen. I don't care what the world has tried to, amen, put you in a category. Amen. God sent me here tonight to let you know that you're not ordinary. You may feel ordinary, but you're not ordinary. Look at your neighbor and say, you're not ordinary. Amen. If you believe that, amen, one more time, put your hands together and give the Lord great praise in this house. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. You may be seated. Moses asked the question, who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. The Bible said by faith Moses when he was come to years refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Before Moses ever discovered who he was, he first had to determine in himself who he was not. Amen. He said, I may not know where I belong or where I fit in or, or who I am, but there's one thing for certain. I am not an Egyptian. 
That's why he said we are in this world but not of this world and have tasted of the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. And I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm glad tonight to be different. You may not feel different, amen, but we're here tonight, amen, because we are different, amen. I'm still a Pentecostal, and I'm not ashamed. I'm not an Egyptian, amen. When we decide who we're not, then we can discover who we are. Moses said he's not an Egyptian. Then the Bible said he became Israel's shepherd. When I was talking about here in the text about Moses being in the wilderness, the Bible said that he not only was in the wilderness, amen, but he was in the wilderness for for 14,600 days, 40 years of ordinary, the same thing again and again. It wasn't just the wilderness, the Bible said, but the Bible said that he was on the backside of the wilderness. It's one thing to be in the wilderness. It's another thing to be on the backside of the wilderness. That's the outer part, the far side of it. Amen. Moses had been off the scene for 40 years. And today, some of us cannot survive. Amen. Sunday to Sunday, and we need a touch from God. But Bible said Moses endured for 40 long years. Exodus 2 and 21, and Moses, the Bible said, was content to dwell or to live. Have you ever just settled in contentment? Just content to live with a dead dream or a dead promise or an ordinary goal or an ordinary life or or just an ordinary church service? Well, I'm going to preach tonight. Just hang on with me. After a while, amen, of being exposed to the ordinary, Moses decides for himself, I'm just content. I'm I'm just glad to be here. I've been ordinary for so long. It's easier this way. I've done this for so many days and so many nights and so many decades that I'm content to live this way. Is there anything wrong with just being content, you ask? Being just satisfied, why rock the boat? Why go against, amen, the current? Amen, except, amen, there is a call that says, I'll be anything but the ordinary. I don't know how you feel tonight. Amen, I thank God for his blessings. I thank God for his goodness and his provision, amen. But there is something that's inside of me that says I'll be anything you want me to be but ordinary. I don't know, amen, what you want to do tonight. I'm not trying to be like somebody else. I don't want to be like the church across town. There's God is calling us, amen, to be anything but ordinary in this hour. Amen, you know what happened in those 40 long years? Nothing. No voice, no miracle, No altar, no miracle signs and wonders, no prophetic word, but then all of a sudden on an ordinary day there was a voice that came from a burning bush experience and I'm telling somebody here tonight you can change in an instant. I said you can change in a moment's time by the power of the Holy Ghost. You can be walking down the same old road and singing the same old song and doing the same old thing. And then the next minute, you can be extraordinary because of the hand of God can touch you and change you and pick you up and turn you around and place your feet on solid ground. You believe that? Clap your hands and give the Lord praise. God can change your life tonight. I don't care how jacked up it is. I don't care how ordinary it is. I don't care how messed up it is. Amen. God can change your family. God can change your situation. God can change your circumstances from ordinary to extraordinary. Oh, I feel like preaching up in this house tonight. 
devil don't like it, but I come to kick him right in the mouth tonight and say, devil, this ain't going to be another ordinary Wednesday night, amen. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we're going to give God praise. And one moment, you can become a brand new person. I know what the psychologist says. You gotta go through a three-step program. You gotta go through AA, baby, but the God that I'm talking about in one service, you can walk in broken, busted, and disgusted, and you can lead the same service, amen, putting your life back together, putting your family back together. One moment, don't you settle for ordinary when God has so much more. See, Matthew said when Jesus was born before he ever laid hands on the sick, before he was ever able to walk, before he ever preached as a boy in the temple, before he ever walked on the water, the Bible said that Herod sought to kill the young child to destroy him. I want you to understand, Herod was not after, afraid of what Jesus was, but Herod, amen, was was afraid of what Jesus would become, amen. See, hell wanted to end everything that heaven begun. And I tell you tonight in the Holy Ghost, hell doesn't, amen, hell doesn't want you to become more than what you were created to become. If hell's breaking loose in your life, and it's breaking in your life right now. You don't need to wait till the altar call. You just need to stand up to your feet and shout and say, devil, not today. Not, 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 not now. And not never, devil. Amen, I'm telling somebody. Amen, if hell has some things saddled up at your house and it's knocking at your door, you need to stand up and declare, I will not succumb to the enemy's tactics but I will rise because I'm not ordinary. I'm extraordinary. So you don't do that just because we shout. We do that because that means there's destiny on my life. I don't know about that. Well, don't knock it till you try it. I come to tell somebody here tonight, you ain't heard these words in years. There's still potential on your life. I said there's still potential on your life. And the devil's afraid, amen, that you're going to step into that ministry. You're going to step into that calling. You're going to step into that gifting. You're not ordinary, but you're extraordinary. I'm convinced sometimes that Satan has more confidence in God's plan for our lives than we do. Hell fights potential greatness. Hell don't fight mediocrity. Hell fights extraordinary. Hell don't fight everybody. He fights the ones that said, you know what? I may be in a fight, but devil, you're not going to win. There's got to be somebody that rises up tonight in your spirit that says, you know what? I've been ordinary for a while. I've been going through the same old, same old, but I'm breaking the cycle tonight. Something's got to change. You're extraordinary. The text said Moses took off his shoes because you're standing on holy ground. One minute you're standing in the dust and the next you're on holy ground, Moses. In a moment, not some things change, but everything changed. You got to get out of that status quo. It's time to rise to the occasion. Stop playing games and saying, God, if you're gonna use anybody, you can use me. If you don't wanna be used, get out of my way. I want God to use me. I want God, amen, to flow through me. How does God use me? I tell you, it's just it's just this simple. Yesterday morning, I was at the gym there in town, and I had my phone and my headset on, and I was listening to 
Bishop Campbell preach. He, he, he's a late bishop. He already died, went on. He's Church of God in Christ, and I was hearing him preach. And I, I set my phone out so people can see. Because I'm, I'm just waiting for somebody to ask, what's that you listening to? And then yesterday morning was that morning. I had a brother come over there to me. He said, Ma, he said, he said, you listen to this? I said, well, I ain't got it up there for my backdrop. I said, yeah, I'm listening to it. He said, really? I said, yeah. And I got to talking to him. And I told him, I said, yeah, as a matter of fact, I said, I, I, I'm, I'm an evangelist. I preach out of town a lot. I said, but, but do you go to church? He said, do I go to church? He said, yeah. He says, as a matter of fact, I was supposed to, I'm supposed to go Wednesday night. But they called and said the church is canceled. I said, well, that's a good thing because I know where they're having revival that there in Cornerstone. He said, brother, he said, I'm going to go. And just so happens, the evangelist that's preaching the revival was standing right next to me. I said, here he is right now. Amen. I put them together. Amen. Don't tell me God can't use you. He's in that service tonight. The evangelist already texted me. I come to tell somebody, God, I need you to use me this hour. You can be ordinary if you want to, but God has a special touch that he wants to put on some extraordinary people. God, if you can use anybody in this season, use me. You waiting on a microphone? You waiting, amen? You waiting too long, amen? You don't need a microphone to be used. Amen, you don't need a platform to be used. All you need is a willing vessel to say, God, use me. I may not have much to you, but to God it's everything. All he needs is want you to be available. One minute, Moses was standing in a dry place. And the next, he's walking in destiny. One minute he's in the wilderness, and then the next he's on his way out of it. One minute he's a shepherd, and the next he's a savior, bringing the people out of Egypt. It didn't happen in a year's time. It happened in a moment's time. So, well, you've been maybe praying about it for 40 years. But can I tell you, when it happens... It's going to happen all at once. I got a friend of mine as a preacher, and he called me, or he texted me Sunday about something, and he texted me back. He said, brother, he said, I just want you to know. He said, my dad just come back to church. But see, what you don't know is for 38 years, close to 40 years, amen, his dad been backslid, but mama's been praying and I preached a revival there in Deweyville, Texas. Amen. And Daddy was there. Daddy, he, 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 he was there, but he wasn't there. Like some church folk, we come to church, we're here, but we ain't there. You may have checked in on Facebook, but you ain't checked in with Jesus. I'm going to preach up in this house tonight. Amen. But oh, last Sunday, brother, he, he already made up in his mind. He told his wife Saturday night, said, baby, I think Sunday is going to be a good day to get the Holy Ghost. She said, do tell. Why, why, why Sunday? He said, well, I don't know. He said, God's been dealing with me. Mama been praying for 38 years that her husband, amen, would get filled with the Holy Ghost. It was Sunday. He come to church and the preacher, amen, Amen. Made the altar call. Nobody moved. I'm waiting for you to move, then I'll move. I'll wait for you to go, then I'll go. But oh, the man that didn't have the gift already said, I'm going to be the one get the gift. And nobody moved. He said, well, it's a good time as any. He started walking down to the altar there and all of a sudden lifted up his hands and the power of God hit him. He started speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. Mama was praying 38 plus years, but last Sunday that man was tired of being ordinary and something extraordinary fell on him and changed his world in a moment's time oh it's real it's real it's real this Pentecostal blessing I know I know it's real and it's for you I said it's for you 
But the thing is, Moses didn't even see it coming. He, he, he thought, you know, my life is just wasted. Wasted. I'm here in the wilderness. Ain't nothing no better going to get out of this. And some of you think that you're just here just a coast. I'm going to clock in and clock out. But I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, God has so much more for you and your family and this church and young people that are coming. Amen. You hear me? There is a higher place. There is a greater place. There is a destiny that has been ordained by God just for you. Just for you. Exodus chapter 1. Pharaoh wanted to kill the male born of the Hebrews because there was a potential of greatness. He saw something in a generation that they could not see in themselves. The enemy knew they would be more than just ordinary. And I want to preach to somebody tonight. You may not know who you are, but hell knows who you are. Somebody hear me tonight. I know the storms have, have, have caused confusion. And some of you have forgotten, amen, who you are. But hell has not lost track of you. Amen, hell is a nervous wreck saying, my God, if they get plugged into this revival, there's no telling what God's going to do in their family. If they get plugged into what God is doing here at Temple Christian, there's just no telling what God is going to do. Pharaoh didn't mind those babies being born just as long as they didn't grow up and mature and become a force for the nation of Israel to have reckoned with. See, the devil doesn't care if you have the Holy Ghost and baptize in Jesus' name just as long as you don't go no farther than that. It's a crying shame. I got the Holy Ghost. Been baptized in his name, and that's all I ever witnessed with God. You ain't even tapped and to the surface of things that God has for you, things God has, amen, prepared for your family, you hear me, amen, he's scared to death. If you come into the knowledge and remember who you are and who you were destined to be, when you step into your destiny, when you step into your promise, you're a force to be reckoned with. You become hell's worst nightmare. Somebody hear me tonight. Hell cannot stop your future. Stop disqualifying yourself. I'm just not as good as the others. I'm not as smart as the others. See, hell can only see the problem, not the promise. Hell can only see the sin, not the grace that covers the sin. Hell can see the defeat, but not the one who's got the keys of death, hell, and the grave who overcome. Amen. I'm telling somebody, you're more than ordinary. Jeremiah said, then the word of the Lord came. Before I formed thee in thy belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. And we usually stop there. But verse 6 says, Then said I, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. See, Jeremiah looked back as a child and said, There's, there's no way that I can speak. But God said to Jeremiah, it doesn't matter because a deficiency developed after birth cannot stop a destiny designed to you before your birth. Somebody hear me tonight. You may look at all your flaws and all your hang-ups and all your mistakes and say, there's no way I can be what God has called me to be. But can I tell somebody here tonight, your deficiency developed after your birth does not stop a destiny that God gave you before your birth. Let me preach now. God said before you were formed in the belly, you was going to sing. You was going to preach. You were going to be a part of 
of Temple Christian. I need somebody in this house tonight to say I may not have it all together. I may have come in here and tore up for the floor up, but I'm about to step in to what God is calling me to step into. I'm leaving the ordinary, and I'm going to be something extraordinary in God. Oh, yes, I am. Somebody give him praise for it right now. Come on, somebody give him praise. I am who he says I am, not who you think I am. I was 19 years old. I packed my Honda Accord up with everything I had. And I left Lufkin, Texas. And I drove 32 hours out west of Stockton, California. That time, we didn't have GPS. We had a road map. And I didn't have one that was just folded up for the state of Texas. But I had one you had to start in Texas, and then you had to flip over, and then I think it's New Mexico, and then you had to flip over to Arizona, and then you had to flip over to California. Had it all mapped out, had it highlighted, highlighted. And some of us, amen, think it's hard to come to church where there's a will, there's a way. You hear me? But that day, I can remember I had everything packed up and I left simply because I broke out of ordinary and I went after the call. There was something inside of me that I, God, I believe, God, you have more for me. I can remember I had scholarship to go to college. And I'd go some, but I knew God was calling me something greater and something deeper. And so instead of going to school some days, I'd find myself over there in the prayer room at Lufkin First Church there, knowing, God, I know you. You got a call on me. God, I know you want me to break the ordinary. There's something extraordinary. And I, I didn't know exactly how it all was going to work out. I didn't know how it was going to happen. I didn't know how he was going to make a way out of no way. I just know that he's God and he's powerful and he'll see you through. And I cannot be ordinary. Some of you tonight been saying, there has to be more to life than this. God, there has to be more power. There has to be more glory. There has to be more goodness. There's got to be more destiny than walking around the same old wilderness doing the same old things, the same old addictions, in the same old habits, in the same old patterns. God, there's got to be something more. God's calling this church and calling me, amen, again, to a higher place, to a greater place, to your destiny. I will be anything but ordinary. I know everybody may not want to go, amen, but I'm going. Church is not to be tamed and low-key. It's supposed to be reckless and radical. Church is not supposed to be predictable. I got Bible for that. I ain't preached nothing to you that it wasn't Bible. Acts 17 and 6. And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city, crying, These that have turned the world upside down are come hither also. Church should be unorthodox. Do I have a witness? I got one. I said church should be unorthodox. I'll tell you how unorthodox it ought to be. One of the very first revivals that I went to, God gave me two words for that church on a Sunday morning. I didn't know how long I was going to be there. I was supposed to be there just for a weekend. Ended up being there six weeks. And God told me that Sunday morning, he said, there's two things I want to do in this church. Now, now, now in this church I was at, 
it's like rose vine. They, they've been in church 50 years. They saved, sanctified, and glad about it and all that other. And I said, well, for this church here, I said, God said he wants to do something spontaneous and unorthodox. Meaning, break protocol. We got to order a service. But if the Holy Ghost is moving, let it move. Let, let, let me get out the way. Let God get all up in the way. And so I told him, I said, as a matter of fact, I said, we're going to pray. And I said, God is going to draw them off the street. Now, I know that may be crazy, but, but that, that's the book of Acts. That, that's the kind of church that I'm a part of, spontaneous, unorthodox. Just You just don't ever know what's going to happen. And if you can go to church and you can predict what's going on, Probably not a whole lot going on. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Amen. But I can remember that service there. I said that, and God is my witness. A week later, I come into church there on that Sunday morning. There was a lady sitting in the back row back there. And I said, sis, how are you? She said, good. I said, it's so good to see you. I said, is this your first time? She said, yeah, it is. I said, well, I said, who invited you? She said, Nobody. She said, this morning I woke up and God led me here. She says, as a matter of fact, I've never been here before. I'm telling you, I, I know that may be sound foreign to some of you, amen, but that's the kind of church that I was raised up in. Amen, I, I know everybody may not want a card, amen, but I'm praying that God, amen, would draw them off the streets, amen, when they go past here, that God would direct them in this house. I'm telling you, that's the kind of church I want to be a part of. Amen, you can't predict what's going to happen. Amen, you don't know what's going to happen until you come to church church ought to be lively it ought to be crazy well, I don't know about all that well some of you before you got saved out in the club out at the concerts and you will holler and nobody, come on somebody, look what the Lord has done. He healed my body, he touched my mind, he saved my soul right in time. I'm anything but ordinary. I'm looking for something extraordinary when I come into his presence. I can remember we early tonight, so we, we got plenty of time. And I drove three hours up here, and I'm driving three hours back. I'm going to preach. And so I can remember when I was 16 years old. I've always been this way. And I pray I don't change. But I remember when I was 16 years old. We had a youth service on a Wednesday night. And uh, we broke off from the main sanctuary. We was over in the annex. Sounded like the club, but it was youth, youth chapel. They just called it annex. I don't know where they got it from. I didn't name it, but we was over there. And they had folding chairs. And that night, they had them old folding chairs, and they had me hemmed up to a wall there. And now, I, I like to walk around when I come to church. Now, there's other stuff. Hemmed me up, I ain't coming out. But church... Don't, don't restrain me. Don't put strength on me. I'm telling you, I want to worship God freely because I don't know when the Holy Ghost is going to get off all on me and I got to run. And if you're in my way, you got to move because I come to praise God. I don't know what you come to do, amen, but I come to give God the glory. Amen. And so on that Wednesday night, I remember they had me hemmed up there and I had a wall and I had a lady that was sitting right here on the next side of me. It was a girl, young girl my age. She'd been seeking the Holy Ghost for two months. Ain't got it. They prayed everything they could, and she still didn't get it. But that night, the Holy Ghost started moving. I don't know what song they were singing. My boy said they were singing it. And it started moving up in that house. And, and I just had just about .5 seconds on what I was about to do. I looked at my surroundings. I said, there's a wall there. There's a lady there. And see, when the Holy Ghost gets to moving on you, sometimes you ain't, excuse me, pardon, 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 pardon me, could you, could you get out of my way? 
Sometimes it hits you before you know what hits you. The, the, I'm talking about the true Holy Ghost. I ain't talking about the fake Holy Ghost. I know there's a lot of people, well, I got the Holy Ghost. I remember my late bishop used to say, Brother Foster, they say they got the Holy Ghost. What does the Holy Ghost have them? And so that night, I had about 0.5 seconds, brother. And I said, the wall, the gr- let me go this way. And God is my witness. As soon as I did, I ran and I hit her. And I didn't, I didn't think about, oh, is she okay? Or I, didn't, I just went out and I started giving God glory and started shouting and losing my mind. And all of a sudden, that lady, she fell over. And I looked over there. They were over. They had a host of them around her, and she was speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. Amen. Don't tell me God can't do it. Amen. The Bible says the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. You know why you ain't talked in tongues? Because you ain't moved. Amen. Sometimes you just got to move and give God the glory and let the Spirit of the Lord fall on you again in a fresh in a new that moment now I ain't tried that out in all the revivals I went to but it was on me that night and I just went with it and you know why some things haven't changed in your life because you keep doing the same old same old When's it going to be better? When you start doing things different. Amen. You can't live an extraordinary life or think you're going to have an extraordinary life doing ordinary things. Something's on me tonight. But you can't come church and pray just a half-hearted prayer. I'm here and think, amen, God's going to be with you the rest of the week. You got to say, you know what? I got to get saturated. I got to get lost in his presence. I know it may seem foreign to you, amen, but that's what God is wanting us to do. The Bible says he's a consuming fire. When's the last time you said, God, take this whole world? Take my problems, take my job, take my health, take my family, take my mind, and God, give me Jesus. When's the last time, amen, you stopped worrying about gas and worrying about the war and say, God, I need you. I need you in my spirit. I need you in my kids. I need you in my family. There's got to be something beyond the ordinary, beyond the status quo. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Too many of us in 2022, we're worried about our kingdom. What we can do to better advance ourselves. You know, I want to advance in every way I can. But more than that, his kingdom is going to advance. And I want to be a part of it. You hear me, God didn't call you, amen, to be a statue. God called you to be an anointed vessel of God that he wants to use. There's a place in Temple. There's a place in Bell County. And it ought to be the church of the living God. This ought to be the most liveliest place. This ought to be the most transforming place. This ought to be the more, amen, restoring place. The church. This ought to be the happiest place. I got we got enough doom and gloom out there. There ought to be people clapping, dancing, shouting, running, rejoicing on a regular basis. This is not a library, but this is a house of God. There's power in this place. There's miraculous miracles in this place. I'm telling you, anything can happen in this place. This should be the most exciting, life-changing place in Bell County.
You don't live in Bell County, whatever county you live in. It still ought to be more exciting here than, than where you at. Anything can happen. Somebody shout anything. You say, I've been living in this way for 40 years. You ever hear the whole hear the saying, can't teach a dog or an old dog new tricks? I said, yeah, you can. If that old dog wants to learn new tricks. I don't care how old you are or how addicted you've been to something or how, how, how much life has consumed you, you can still change. This is the place of change. This is not the place of judgment. This isn't the house of judgment. They may do it at another church, but not at this church. This is a house of grace. This is a house of mercy. This is a house of brand new beginnings. You may have walked in here and feeling like it's the very end. Amen, but one touch from God, he can say I can start something brand new in your life. care how long you've been struggling in a moment's time you can have a burning bush experience God can radically change your life the hand of God can reach down and turn your situation all the way around just believe by the power of of the moment that says, I do not want to be ordinary anymore. You got to settle it in your spirit. There's people that have, have wrestled with addictions. You ain't conquered it yet. That's conquered you. And the enemy's told you, well, just, just live with it. That's a lie from the pit of hell. God has the power to break every addiction, every habit, every confused mind. The Bible said they ripped the roof off. They didn't take it piece by piece. They ripped that thing off. See, when you're trying to get to Jesus, you can't do everything just by pomp and circumstance. One, two, three. Sometimes we just got to move past one, two and just get to three. They rip the roof off. And the Bible said they found money in the fish's mouth. The dead were raised back to life. The blind would see. The lame would leap. The deaf would hear. And 3,000 would be added to the church in one day. Either we believe this book or we don't. Everything I said, not a fairy tale, whether you believe it or not, it happened. Just as I'm standing here speaking, it happened. That's the church, amen. That's not the church of yesterday. That ought to be the church today. That's still radical. That is anything, amen, than the church that says, well, sign your name on the roll and come on up over here. I ain't got Bible for that. But I'm telling you, I do have Bible that says, amen, you can come down here and God can transform your life. You can walk in, amen, a, a, a broken mess and you can leave whole. I'm telling somebody, it's a radical transformation by the power of God. That same spirit is here tonight. Too long. We've been tiptoeing through the tulips come to tear them out tonight tell you it's either real or it ain't real God's calling us to be extraordinary there's a calling there's a ministry there's a gifting for each one in this house but we'll never know the full potential until we say you know what I'm not who the enemy says I am, but God, I'm who you call me to be. And I know it may not make sense to you. 
when I packed my bags up and had everything I could fit into my Honda Accord, my mom and daddy were looking at me, crying tears in their eyes. They didn't understand. There was a calling, something deeper. Daddy tried to make me go to secular college first. I'm just telling you my story. I went out there for four years. I had many times I wanted to leave. Many times the enemy told me to leave. But God said, the enemy can't do what I don't allow him to do. And I stayed there for four years. Had a car note and didn't know nobody but Jesus. Needed a job. How's it going to work? God will supply. It's easy to say it. What's another thing, walking and believing it? I needed a job. I got a job. When I got the job, my late bishop called me. He said, son, he said, I tell you what. He said, me and another man at the church want to pay for a semester of your college. See, God, you worry. You, you, you want God to make a move. God said, no, that ain't how it happens. He said, you move, then I'll move. You take a step, then I'll take a step. God wants to know how, how serious are you about the matter. It's one thing to talk about. It's another thing to be about it. It's one thing I want to be sold out to Jesus. It's another thing, let Jesus take everything, and you say, here, this is all I got. So that was my first year. My second year, I had money saved up from my first year. From my second year, my third year. They owed me a student body president that paid for my school bill that year. My fourth year, they voted me in as that again. But I told them, I said, well, I, I don't feel like that's what God wants me to do. People thought I was crazy, but I prayed about it. It's something about when you pray about it and you hear a word from God. It don't matter what skeptics say. It don't matter what the enemy says. You're not going to deter my faith. You're not going to change my posture of worship. So the pastor called me in. He said, well... A week later, he said, I'll tell you what. He said, you work my horses and work in the recruitment department two times a week. He said, I'll pay for your school bill. See, I didn't know none of that, though, Brother Foster. All I knew is I had a word, and I was wanting to leave ordinary, and I was going to want to go into something extraordinary. There's blessings in provision that you'll never find and you'll never experience with God until God, amen, first has a commitment out of you. And God is calling this church. Look at what the Lord has done. It ain't always been this way. It's been a long time for some of you. But I believe they started out at a storefront. Didn't they? It didn't look like this, did it? It's something about when you say, God, I'm ready to go to the next level. Anybody ready to go to the next level tonight? I got two, praise God. There's got to be something inside of us that says, I may not understand it all. I may not have it all on paper, and I may not how, know how it's going to work 365 days from now. Amen. But God, I'm going after it. I want to leave the ordinary, and I want to go to something extraordinary. I may not put pen to paper. I may not, amen, get it all in my brain. But God, there's something more. God, there's something greater, and I want to go after it. Stand with me all across this house. Tonight, there's a call to come up. If you want to go, you can go. Have you been around somebody that says, you know what? You can get this, this, and this. But... You have to do this, this, and this. There's some 
stipulations to this. God is saying tonight, no stipulations. It's an open call, not for some, but for all. It don't matter your background. It don't matter, amen, your, 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 your skin color. It don't matter your, your demographic. It don't matter if you got money, don't have money. It don't matter if you've been in church 40 years or 40 minutes. It's a call to everyone here tonight. Somebody hear me. You've come a long ways, but God said you ain't come all the way. You've seen some miracles. God is calling you. I'm trying to get this conveyed from my spirit. Sitting in this church, I'm telling you, God is calling this church to another level. It's not for two and that's it. It's not just for the pastor. It's not just for the singers. It's not just for leadership, but it's for everyone that wants to go. And the thing is, if, if you're satisfied with ordinary, I can't do nothing about that. This move tonight is your move. A lot of times we come to church and we wait for God to move. God said, that ain't happening tonight. He said, tonight... He said, you tell Temple Christian and every visitor and guest that's there tonight, the next move is going to be their move. There's a call to go deeper. We've been in the shallow waters, and we like shallow waters because we can control. We'll get out there, but... I won't get too carried away. Because then, when we do that, that means there's no turning back. Too many people in 2022 are casual Christians. They come to church on Sunday just to appease their conscience. And they go home and they do whatever they want to do the rest of the week. And they'll come back next Sunday. Oh, I know where I'm at right now. I'm all up in the middle of it tonight. But, but if you don't want it, that's fine. God's going to get somebody. And you can let him pass you over. He ain't passing me over. Hey, here I am. God, I've been in the wilderness 40 years. God, I about lost my mind. It's been quiet. It's been desolate. And some of you the last two years have been your own personal wilderness. And God is saying tonight, God's not going to call you. You're going to have to call Him. Because see, God, He's a gentleman. He's not going to force Himself on you. All He wants is somebody to say, hey, stop right here, Holy Ghost. Don't pass me over. And all of a sudden, God will sit down on you. And the presence of God will go home. God is wanting us to go deeper and higher. And when we go out there to the deep things of God, that means I'm going out there. And sis, I may not can swim, but what I got anchored on is the Word of God and the faith of God. And if I sink, I sink. But I just got a feeling if God's calling me out to the deep, He's not going to let me sink. He's not going to leave me. He's not going to let me drown. I'm telling you, somebody, tonight, you're saying, is there more to life than this? Yes, there's so much more. So much more. God's calling. God's reaching. God's not going to snatch you. He's just going to brush by you. 
and somebody needs to say, Lord, don't you pass me by. Don't you leave me. Lord, don't you go to somebody else. But God, I need you. I'm here right now, Lord. I'm standing in the need of prayer. You cannot let your past be your prison any longer. See, I, I, know, I know what we're facing right now in 2022. We got educated folk. I'm educated. I may not look like it, but I got some degrees. My wife, she got master's degrees. She's still going to school. But we get too educated and we educate God out of the equation. It's time to keep your degree on the wall and just take a chill pill and say, you know what? I know what my mind's thinking, but God, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. I gotta start thinking more like you, God. I gotta start saying, God, it don't mean much having these material things, but God, I'm, I'm looking for your kingdom to advance. I'm looking to go higher in you. I'm looking to go deeper in you. I'm looking, God, to go, amen, in prayer with you. When's the last time you said, take this whole world but give me Jesus. If we could, for the next 15 minutes, 10, 15, whatever, all the stuff that's been boggled your mind since you've been here, if you could set that aside and say, God, I want to get lost in your presence. God, I, I want to remember what you've called me to do and who you've called me to be. Sometimes the stuff we go through will confuse you of who God's called you to be. But God is calling you tonight. I'm not talking to your neighbor. I'm talking to you, sir. I'm talking to you, ma'am. God is calling for you tonight. I need you to come on with me because we're about to go to the secret place of the Most High. We're about to bide under the shadows of the Almighty. I wish somebody would step out in your aisle right now and say, God, I'm coming to a deep place. I'm coming to an unfamiliar place. But, Lord, I know that unfamiliar place is calling me to be extraordinary. I'm going, God. I'm going to the next level. God, I'm going to a deeper walk with you. Come on, that's it. Leave your prison. Leave your comfort zone and say, God, I'm going to be uncomfortable. But Lord, I know that's where you're calling me to be. You're calling me out to the deep things. Let God show you things tonight that he's never showed you before. Come on. Come on. Come on, somebody call out to him right now. Come on, let there be a spirit of prayer hit this church right now. Come on, it's time for the prayer warriors to start praying again. It's time for the intercessors to start praying again. Come on, it's time. He strip everything from me Lord that would that would hinder my relationship with you God I want to go higher God I want my family to go deeper Come on. The Spirit of the Lord is pulling right now. That's it. That's it. Come on. 
I'm anything but ordinary tonight. I'm anything but ordinary. Come on, press tonight. Press past your flesh. Pass your thinking. Press your way into the holies of holies tonight. Come on, press your way in. sing this song one more time but I, but I know what I'm preaching tonight's not popular but but I didn't come to get pen pals in 2022 God's looking for people sold out from the top of our head to the soles of our feet if we were going to relax we should have done that in COVID when the enemy had us isolation God is calling warriors to come back and start to pick up the flame. And I, he, he wants a commitment saying, you know what? God, I'm going to go as far as you want me to go. I'm going to go as deep as you want me to go. And God, if everybody don't want to go, I'm going. If I got to cut some relationships off, if I got to cut some situations off, that's fine. But God, I'm going to the holy place. God, I'm going to the place you've called me to be. Oh, and that's unordinary, extraordinary. Lift up your hands right now and sing this right now. Oh, come on. Come on. Reach for it. Get a hold of it. Let it change you tonight. Come on, let God burst some things in you right now. He had a whole can use anybody he can use you he can use you your job he can use you at Walmart he can use you wherever you're at Time. I want to be 
Let that be your prayer. Lord, let me be like you. Come on. God, I want to be like you. God, I want to think like you. God, I want to talk like you. We need to consume us. Consume our minds. Consume our spirits. Consume our thinking. 